Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and horror. Today we shall explore the dark secrets of Timor, unveiling the horrors that inhabit its deepest underground passages. But first, a few clarifications. Before we start to explore the Zerishan Cluster and the domain of Timor, most of our explorations through the mist took place in the core of Ravenloft and passed through domains that had already been covered in novels, adventures, and mainly in the Ravenloft Gazetteers, books that provide detailed information about the domains and their dark lords. I have always been careful to present Ravenloft in my videos, taking into account official sources. However, in the case of Timor, and other areas not previously covered by Ravenloft Gazetteers, I intend to expand these sources of information. Timor first appeared in the book Islands of Terror, which presented the domain not only as the present underground version, but also with a huge and beautiful metropolis that covered it. In the Grand Conjunction, the domain was merged with Peridon in the Zerishan Cluster, but it didn't receive much attention after that. It was mentioned in the book Domains of Dread, but had more details described in the adventure published on the internet, on the secrets of the Kagatain website, called Shadows of the Knife. In the third edition, Timur received a mention in the main setting book, but the domain was not covered in one of the published gazetteers. The Rivenloft fan community wasn't going to let the setting rot into oblivion. The Fraternity of Shadows website, the most well-known and organized fan site of Rivenloft, has published netbooks that continue the Gazetteer's proposal, exploring in-depth the domains of dread. One such Gazetteer, published by the Fraternity of Shadows, addresses the Zerishan cluster. In the video description, I will also leave the link where you can download the netbook. The next video about Timor will be based on the official material, The Shadow of the Knife Adventure, and the Zerishan Gazetteer, written by the Fraternity of Shadows. Are you ready? Lost in the tunnels of Timor, we are captured by the Calibans, who inhabit the underground community known as the Enclave and we negotiate our lives and means of escaping to the surface, in exchange for a dangerous mission. The Enclave's great priests believe that the Grimoire of Nevin, the former court wizard of Timur, holds relevant revelations about the mysteries of their fate, the path of the true form. He believes that it was Nevin's spells that revealed the princess' true form and transformed her into the Merikid Queen, and that this hidden knowledge may be the great religious revelation of his fate. The traitorous wizard was buried in a tomb with powerful mystical sigils to prevent him from escaping as an undead, and he was buried with the tomb we seek. However, in the great earthquake that destroyed the city above, his tomb slid deep into the hive the territory of the Merikids. With some uncertain directions and a dose of dead truffles to help us continue without being detected by the Merikids, we set out on this dangerous mission 
towards the depths to uncover the darkest secrets of Timor. Only the brave dare to explore the dark secrets that lurk in the depths of Timor, where sinister monsters hunt and taste the fear of their prey. Even in its upper layers, in the series beneath Peridon, danger and death lurk around every bend and corner of its narrow passages. Its dark tunnels hide dangerous pockets of flammable and explosive gases, which can surprise explorers carrying torches or lamps. These incendiary traps are not the only ones, however, and the drain pipes hide more invisible and dangerous gases. Some can cause their victims to become unconscious or leave them in a state of madness and mental confusion making it easier for them to get lost in the depths. In the tunnels beneath the sewers, many secrets of the ancient city of Timor can be found, in the ruins that have slid into the depths of the earth. Our journey into the depths begin in one of these ancient ruins in the great library of Timor. For seekers of knowledge, it is a true gift that such library has been preserved and that tomes of the most varied subjects can still be found, even if they are in the unknown language of Timor. The walls of the library are inclined, demonstrating the instability of the construction, and in some sectors, books are lying on the floor or partially buried. Books of engineering and architecture should prove especially valuable on the surface, given the great advances of this civilization in the construction of the apotheotic city. Another remnant of Timor greatness that can be found in the region of the tunnels is the place known as the Garden. The grand city of Timor was known for the beauty of its gardens and parks, and had countless species of plants from different parts of the world cultivated with the help of powerful magic by masters, gardeners and druids. One of these magically cultivated gardens was swallowed into the depths in Timor's great earthquake and, mysteriously, continues to flourish in total darkness. None of the enclave's inhabitants know what kind of magic or energy might be keeping these plants alive in the depths, and sinister rumors spread that this garden flourishes thanks to the evil will of its plants, or thanks to a mysterious, invisible, supernatural caretaker who haunts the locality. The garden has grown and expanded beyond its initial confines, causing a strange vision of ruins covered by vegetation in the deep underground. One would imagine this location would be an important food source for the inhabitants of the enclave, but the plants here grow gnarled and evil, and species of assassin vines and blood roots can be found, discouraging any harvesting. A curious area between the tunnels and the hive is the great cistern. Here, some of the waters of the underground river 
flow into the depths. Carving passages as they fall toward a well of unknown depth. The wetlands around these watercourses is unstable and prone to collapse, but in some spots the water accumulates in pools before overflowing in its constant cascade into the unknown. No one knows to what extent these waters continue to drain, and some believe that it all ends in a vortex of mists, carrying the waters away from these lands. These large pools of dark waters prove dangerous for explorers, as they contain several whirlpools and undertows capable of dragging the unwary into the depths. Even so, many of the enclave inhabitants explore these places to try to fish or rescue valuable objects from the ancient city of Timor from their depths, or even objects that have been dragged in the garbage that comes from the surface, just to have something to trade with Peridon. In the deepest layers of the tunnels, serving as a transition between this segment and the hive, are the catacombs of Timor, with ancient mausoleums and tombs of the city that slid deep into the bowels of the earth. In this area are the royal catacombs, where the members of the royal family found their final rest. These legendary tombs can arouse the greed of many explorers, as it was not uncommon for nobility to be buried alongside jewels and artifacts of power. The most coveted of these tombs is certainly the tomb of Queen Orena, where valuable royal jewels are supposedly found as well as an enchanted sword created to destroy the Americans. However, the queen's restless spirit still haunts her tomb, filled with hatred and desire for revenge, and to this day such treasures have never been claimed. The Timorese avoid mentioning or exploring this region, considering it cursed. Orena was the first Dark Lord of Timor, having condemned the city to the mists for her excessive pursuit of beauty and power. But now, she lies forgotten in the depths, in the ruins of everything she built in her obsessed vision. But is the great city of Timor really lost forever? Had the entire city above been destroyed by the earthquake during the Grand Conjunction? Some believe that what remained of the city would have returned to its homeworld, being released from the mist by the dark powers. A macabre possibility is that the ruins of the glorious city have returned to their homeworld in the distant past, and perhaps these are the ruins found by Queen Orena and chosen as the location for her new capital. There, it would be built and destroyed in an endless cycle of torment, suffering and destruction. Some reports from travelers lost in the mist revealed the existence of a lost and entirely empty city, surrounded by a whirlwind of mists. The city looks unreal in only white and grey colors, as if all colors have somehow been drained. This deserted city is taken over by strange shadows at night, which seem to haunt its streets and buildings, 
as if they were remnants and memories of its former residents and are totally indifferent to any attempt of interaction. Could this city lost in the mists be the ancient and glorious Timor? Does this ghost city have a new Dark Lord? Or is it being held in the mists by the Dark Powers for some sinister purpose? To better understand the catastrophe in Timor, however, it is necessary to reveal the secret of the curse that torments this place, known as the Twisting of Timor or the Corruption by Fear. The evil energies of this domain permeate everything and reward evil deeds by twisting the bodies of perpetrators into monstrosities. Anyone who voluntarily commits an act with the aim of frightening another intelligent humanoid runs the risk of having their body twisted and transformed by this curse. In the ancient city of Timur, those most intelligent and subtle in their intimidation of others were transformed into doppelgangers and remained on the surface, preying on the humans. Those who used brute force or more direct and cruel methods in their actions were transformed into the aberrations merikids, which today infest the hive. The result of this curse on the once beautiful city of Timor was devastating, with a growing number of monsters infiltrating the city's population. The insidious doppelgangers have infiltrated several points of the city's administration, with Chief Consular Helmless being the main leader of this faction. Meanwhile, the city's underground, dominated by the Merikid Hive Queen, was also infested with growing numbers of monstrous aberrations that preyed on the surface dwellers. For a long time, these monstrous factions were at war in the beautiful city of Timor, which gradually transformed from the most beautiful city ever built to an empty and haunted place, where the population wandered in fear in its empty streets, trying to survive the horrors of this existence. With the events of the Grand Conjunction and the great earthquake that caused part of the city to be swallowed into the depths, the secret war between doppelgangers and Merikids came to an end, and all of Timor was reduced to its underground tunnels. Now, regardless of how an individual employs his evil acts, his transformation, corruption and twisting of his form always turn him into a Merikid aberration. The transformation takes a few hours, but even before the body undergoes this process, an individual's mind opens to the horrors of Timur and to the telepathy of the Hive Queen. When the mind is opened to the Queen, she can forward telepathic whispers or mental suggestions to the victim, and in some cases, even completely open their mind to the contact with the Hive Mind, driving the individual insane. The queen can also delay or paralyze the transformation process, and some believe that she has used this mechanism to keep some human agents on the surface. The inhabitants of the enclave are aware of these evil effects, and have built the entire basis of their religion around this sinister supernatural effect. 
the Abilenes preached the unity and solidarity of their community, condemning selfish acts and those that aim to frighten or intimidate others. In their belief, however, the human form is considered fragile and imperfect. They have unveiled a mystical ritual known as the Ritual of True Form, which allows them to evolve beyond the human form. This complex ritual demands the use of rare herbs and oils that are only found in the hive, and this is the main reason why the remnants of the enclave venture into the depths of this layer. Through this ritual, a humanoid being will be able to reveal its true form, abandoning its previous race to become a caliban. Only in this way will the individual be accepted as part of the enclave community, and an initiate in the fate of the path of the true form. A second use of this ritual is to prevent the transformation of someone who has committed evil acts and it's on his way to become a Merikid. This transformation into an aberrant monster takes a few hours but has a chance of being prevented if the ritual of the true form is performed in time. With these mysteries unveiled, the time has come for us to learn the truth about the terrible and dangerous monsters that inhabit the underground of the hive, the monstrous aberration known as Merikids. Some Merikids have vaguely humanoid bodies, but their bodies are covered in black leather hide, almost like a chitinous exoskeleton. Despite the hardness of their hide, these creatures have great malleability and can squeeze through small fissures and passages. They are silent, communicating through some type of telepathy, and are efficient and merciless predators. Marikids are alien aberrations who have a hive mentality. All of its members are created and developed for a specific purpose in their society and divided into three distinct categories, the hunters, the drones and the queen. The queen is the top of the Marikid hierarchy and leads the entire hive. This creature has a bloated arachnid body but with a four-armed female human torso emerging from this monstrous form. The queen is capable of mentally commanding all the Merikids in its hive and coordinating their efforts. She is also the only one capable of reproducing new Merikids and lay eggs to produce more of this cursed breed. Apparently, the queen has no control over the number or type of eggs she produces. The Drones is a cast of Merikids that is unknown to most scholars, as they never leave the lower layers of the hive. These creatures are about 4 feet high and have 4 arms, and the purpose of their existence appears to be to take care of the queen's needs, while at the same time protecting and feeding the eggs laid by the queen. Finally, the most common type of Merikid are the Hunters who acts as the queen's eyes, ears and claws. Their muscular and hulking bodies are surrounded by a black, rubbery hide, similar to an exoskeleton. They do not have a rigid internal structure beyond this external shell, and maintain their shape by inflating interconnected internal bladders with liquids. 
they can also deflate these bladders to squeeze through narrow passages, infiltrating cracks, pipes and sewers with ease. These creatures are capable of sensing fear and use this ability to hunt their targets. They feed both on fear and on the flesh of their victims, and before killing, they like to torment their victims to drive them into extreme fear. One of the tools they like to use for this purpose is the ability to mimic sounds. Although they do not have their own language and are not capable of speech, they can mimic sounds they have heard before and use these capabilities to deceive, attract and mainly terrorize their victims. When they hunt on the surface, they do so in small groups, but in the depths they attack in endless waves until they overwhelm their enemies. They attacked with long claws and fangs, and thanks to the alien hive mentality, they fight to the death, unless ordered otherwise by their queen. When they invade the surface, their main tactic is to drag their victims underground, where they usually torment their victims before devouring them. Their hide and internal body structure make them immune to blunt weapons and they are not affected by fear, madness, and most of the type of mental effects, but they have a great weakness to luminosity, which affects their combat capabilities. One in every 50 Marikit hunters develop wings when they transform, like those of a large beetle or cockroach. These structures decrease their body abilities to compress, Although not very useful underground, this advantage has proven to be strategic to attacks on the surface. Marakids can also transform into distinct species through acts of cannibalism. This transformation process is commanded by their queen. After devouring parts of their fellow creatures, they cover themselves with layers of white spongy saliva that forms a cocoon and after a few weeks, they transform into subtypes of Marikids. The Marikid Spiderkin emerges when a Marikid hunter devours the limbs of at least two of its companions, entering a chrysalis state for at least five days. The creature that emerges has multiple limbs and becomes even more dangerous in combat, and more prone to climbing. Its multiple limbs, however, impede its ability to compress its body, decreasing its capability to squeeze through narrow spaces. The Marikid Shitterling arises when a Marikid hunter devours at least 10 of its kind and ingests a special jelly produced by the Hive Queen. After a month-long chrysalis period, a single Marikid body transforms into hundreds of Shitterlings, tiny creatures the size of rats. These creatures roam the hive tunnels and often serve as alarms or spies. All chitterlings share the same mind of their original body. Individually, these creatures appear to have bestial behavior, but the closer they are of their swarm, they become more cunning and sagacious. Marikid's Menoir emerge when Marikid hunters eat the chitinous shells of at least eight of its kind and enters a two-week chrysalis. 
When these creatures emerge, they become even larger and stronger than a Merakid hunter, with an even more resistant shell that is difficult to penetrate. These brutes sacrifice their flexibility and stealth to become combat machines, incapable of tearing apart enemies that fall into their claws. Merakid Seekers emerge when a Merakid hunter eats the eyes and brains of two of its kind and undergoes a two-week chrysalis. These creatures are smaller, more agile and intelligent, and have large red eyes that glow in the dark, allowing them long-range vision. These monsters are rarely used for combat, but they are excellent scouts and infiltrators. The queen sometimes lays Merakit eggs that can develop into other hive queens. This terrifying possibility reveals that these creatures could spread beyond Timor, becoming a plague into other distant lands. The current Hive Queen destroys all these queen eggs, preventing any type of competition in her domains. Rumors indicate, however, that during the great earthquake that destroyed the city of Timor, one of the queen's eggs was lost in the tremors, and perhaps hatched in the darkness underground. Perhaps the Merkit themselves will face a terrible internal conflict in the future. Attacks from these creatures have become more frequent on the surface, and the Peridon inhabitants now fear the lurkers from the dark. The authorities of Peridon, and especially the doppelgangers who inhabit the city, have maintained an effort to combat these creatures and to prevent the spread of panic. Everything indicates that a hidden war has been raging between these creatures of the deep and the urban monsters of Peridon, with possible repercussions for the entire city above. Could Peridon one day suffer the same dark fate as the city of Timor? We wander the sinister and filthy caverns of the hive, searching for the lost tomb of Nevin, the court wizard. Our direction seems useless in this maze, and soon we have the feeling of being watched. Bizarre sounds, human voices and screams surround us, and it is clear that our hunters are toying with us, trying to extract our fears. Numbed in our feelings by the dead truffles, we thwart our hunters' murder impulses and gained the time needed to find our objective. When all seem lost and the Merakid creatures are about to attack, we finally find the door of Nevin's ancient mausoleum that has fallen into the depths, and we hurry to enter the tomb to escape our pursuers. The monsters hesitate to follow us here. Inside, we find the tomb of Nevin surrounded by mystical symbols. Our presence soon awakes its lustrous prisoner, and before us stands Nevin, an ancient dead. His body is withered and dry, covered with paper-thin skin and mortuary ornaments. The mummy of the old wizard is a prisoner of the mystical seals of his tombs, and is seared with hatred for the Queen Merikit and the people of Timor. He demands to know what we do in his tomb before killing us, 
and we beg for our lives, explaining the reason for our disturbance of his eternal rest. We explain that we are in a sacred mission for the community of the Enclave, searching for the magic tomes and revelations about the transformation that revealed the prince's true form into a Marikid Hive Queen in the past. Nevin seems amused by the absurdity of our plea and let out an evil laugh. If you want knowledge of my greatest enemy dark past, I will deliver it to you. May these revelations permeate your mind and reveal the true cause of her humiliation and defeat. Join us, subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications and together we will uncover the past and secrets of the infamous Marikid Hive Queen.